You're listening to the 411 on Mousecapades Radio. It's my station. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Kaylee, and I'm here with Joey, and we are so happy you are joining us. We hope you all are safe, happy, and healthy. Joey and I will be controlling the podcast today, if that's what you want to say, because mom just had her surgery and it went super well, but she is taking a fat nap, which is well-deserved. So you get to enjoy the stylings of Kaylee and Joey as siblings today. We'll see. It's going to be a wild ride. This is episode 521, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing the top 10 ranked songs from Pixar movies. These rankings were collected by Screen Rant, but before we get started, we want to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on any budget. I'm going to start things off with number 10, which is Touch the Sky from Brave. It was sung by Julie Fowlis, a Scottish folk singer, and the song played as Merida rushes through the forest on the back of her horse, shoots arrows, climbs the edge of a waterfall, and explores the world around her. The song is driven by an energetic acoustic guitar and bagpipes, and it sets the free-spirited nature of Merida's story. It was composed by Patrick Doyle, and music was written by Alex Mendel, and the lyrics were also by Alex Mendel and Mark Andrews. I really like this song. Like, the woman sings. I think it's interesting that she's a Scottish folk singer because you can tell in her voice, but it's not in, like, an overly thick accent. Her accent's actually pretty weak yeah. compared to other Scottish singers. Which I think is interesting because a lot of people in different accents, especially, like, British ones, if you listen to Ed Sheeran, only certain words you can tell that he has an accent. But and other he's words... Scottish. He's not Scottish. <laughs> he's British. Oh, I was about to I'm, say. I'm saying, like, you can't tell that he's British. Except for certain words that he says. But it's just interesting to me that accents kind of just fade a little bit when you sing. Here is an extended clip of this top 10 song.
Moving on to the number 9 ranked song is La Feston from Ratatouille. This French ballad plays in Ratatouille during the montage that shows Linguini's life progressively getting better. He becomes the owner of Gusteau's, moves into a nice apartment, and develops his relationship with Colette. The song means the feast in French, and it was written by Michael Giacchino and performed by Camille. Here is Le Feston. So I think she sounds very French, like not in a bad way. It just is like you don't hear that, like that kind of timbre in American singers because it's so nasal. Really pulling out the vocabulary on our listeners here. Well, timbre is just the tone quality. It's really nasally, like which the whole language of French really is. But it can, it, which when describing it like that, it sounds like it could be bad, but it's very good when used in this way. Yeah, like French is so intriguing to listen to, reading the lyrics as we listen to the song. I actually feel like French can be pretty easy to figure out because a lot of the words are similar. Um, like in the first portion of the song, she sings about sorrow, and it's obviously not pronounced in such an American way, but it's like our word of chagrin, which is the same thing. 
but it's pronounced way nicer <laughs> than we whatever pronounce it chagrin that's like not that's so american <laughs> that's so american chagrin and she's like chagrin or something like it just sounds so fancy the number eight breaked song is the time of your life from a bug's life this breezy song performed by randy newman closes a bug's life in a way it is a reflection of flick's big adventure with the lyrics describing his growth additionally the instrumentation which is made up of piano horns and lots of soft backing vocals gives the tune a playful feel it's the perfect way to end such a heartwarming movie this song was written by randy newman in 1998 an instrumental version of the song was heard in the former disney california adventure attraction heimlich's choo choo train throughout the ride where guests boarded on heimlich to help him find food to make him satisfied choo choo train <laughs> disney and puns <laughs> That's just something else. I wasn't expecting to read those words today. Me neither. I read it and thought I was wrong at first, and then I was like, nope, that's right. <laughs> Here is a clip from The Time of Your Life. Was a bug, little bug, hardly there. How he felt, what he dreamed. Without any evidence, he was full of confidence. Some people didn't have much common sense. He just knew that he'd come through. It's the time of your life, so live it well. It's the time of your life. It's interesting that he sings about the time of your life, so live it well, which is like good advice to anybody. But like, how long does an ant live? Apparently they can live up to 15 years, which I think is an insanely long amount of time considering we were told flies can live for what, two days or something yeah, like that? Yeah, like Turns hardly. out it's actually seven days, but that's still... <laughs> Such a long life. That's still really short. <laughs> so I was expecting maybe a month out of an ant. It's just so funny that, like, an ant can be 15. <laughs> How <laughs> you old is see that a ant? dude chilling outside. <laughs> I got my pet. That li that's longer than some dogs. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that's so funny. That's crazy. Ugh. But the song itself is really chill. Like, I just like how it sounds yeah, it's really it's, laid back it's a it's another classic randy newman song i think it gets overlooked because it was paired with a bug's life which while it is a good movie it is a very underrated movie and not too many people a lot of people i know think it's the butt end of a joke it did come out after ants but if you if you can sit, watch both of them back to back and sit here with a straight face and tell me ants is better then i'll believe that this song's bad but i don't think you could do it so 
I don't think anyone could. Moving on to the number seven song ranked in of all Pixar movies is We Belong Together from Toy Story 3. It was written and composed and performed by Randy Newman for the 2010 film. The song was nominated for several Best Original Song Awards from various film society and awards committees. The song won the Academy Award for the Best Original Song at the 83rd Academy Awards in February 2011. Here's a little clip. actually think I like this song more than You Got a Friend in Me, even though it's the original, simply because I just, I like the groove of this one a little bit more. It makes me want to move, whereas You Got a Friend in Me, it is good, but it doesn't quite get me, I guess, as inspired as You Got a Friend in Me. The tempo's not as upbeat. Like, You've Got a Friend in Me is more like the time of your life was, where it's super chill and like, kind of a bouncy feel, but you don't really feel like you want to dance or anything. This one is very like, super upbeat, and it's got jazz influence, which I think is a big deal for you because saxophone's prominent in this song. Well, yes, but I, I liked it more even when I didn't know there was saxophone in this song. I just, I, it's something about the groove of it. I really like this song a lot more. That's fair. And I think all of his songs have the same vibe. If a Randy Newman song is playing, you typically know, and his voice especially, like, is very distinct. But he somehow manages to make it fit the different movies and their storylines. It's so strange, but cool at the same time. Yeah, I get what you're saying with that. Moving on to the sixth ranked Pixar song, If I Didn't Have You from Monsters, Inc. This tune was created by Randy Newman and plays during the end credits of Monsters, Inc. 
This time, however, it is sung by Billy Crystal and John Goodman, who voice Mike and Sully. The friendship tune has a similar feel to Monsters, Inc.'s instrumental music, coming out jazzy and sentimental. It is also reminiscent of Newman's earlier You've Got a Friend in Me piece in both sound and content. If I Didn't Have You won an Academy Award for Best Original Song in 2001, and it was Newman's first award. Here's a clip of If I Didn't Have You. I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have you. Let's dance. <laughs> Look, Ma, I'm dancing. Would you let me lead? Look at that. It's true. Big guys are fighting their feet. Don't you dare dip me. Don't you dare dip me. Don't you dare dip me. Ow, I should have stretched. Yes, I wouldn't be nothing. I didn't have you I know what you mean, Sully Because I wouldn't know where to go Me too, because I Wouldn't know what to do Why do you keep singing my part? I don't have to say it I say it anyway Because we both know it's true I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have Wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have You One more time! It worked! I don't have to say it Where'd everybody come from? All we both know it's true Let's take it home, big guy! I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have I wouldn't have nothing I love how not only this version is influenced by jazz, but if you listen to the intro song to the movie Monsters, Inc., it's actually just an instrumental version of You Got a Friend in Me. So if you don't believe me on that, go listen to that, because I, I love that piece. It's probably my favorite Pixar song of all of them, other than maybe something from The Incredibles. But we'll see if that made this list later on. Kaylee, what do you think? Um, I like the fact that... I do like the version at the beginning of the movie because it's just super upbeat. But this version, I think it's funny that they chose to have John Goodman and Billy Crystal sing it because, like, obviously they're not singers. It's but, just... like, their characters just make it so much better than, like, I think Randy Newman does a great job in his version of it. But the characters singing it just makes it funny. It's a duo we needed, but nobody knew that we needed until we got it. Yeah. And, like, John Goodman, it kind of just cracks me up because it's like John Goodman just chilling out living his best life and Billy Crystal's just like what is happening like you're messing everything up like throughout the whole song it's just really funny moving on to the number five ranked Pixar song is remember me from Coco this nostalgic song from 2017's Coco was penned by the husband and wife team best known for creating Frozen soundtrack Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez played throughout the film bonding together the various generations of Miguel's family this song won the Best Song Oscar for songwriters Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez. Here is a mashup of Hector and Miguel singing Remember Me. Remember me Though I have to say goodbye Remember me Don't let it make you cry For even if I'm far away I hold you in my heart 
I sing a secret song to you each night we are apart. Remember me. Though I have to travel far, remember me. Each time you hear a sad guitar, know that I'm with you. I think, well, first of all, they played this song a lot throughout the movie, but the Ernesto de la Cruz in my brain, his version does not count because I don't like it as much. They play this song so many times throughout the movie, and they, they do this a lot where they have like a popular artist record a version of this song, and they play it in the credits. I don't know why they decided to do it for this movie, because we had heard this song, we'd heard at least five different versions throughout the movie, and then they played another version at the end credits. But the version in the end credits is very different. I like the way they changed the emphasis of beats. It was cool, the way they did it. But I think they used this song to show what music can do for memory, which like a lot of people know that now because there's so many studies on it, but it proved music can trace memories, and that's like what people remember, and that's why musical therapy is a thing and a career that people have. Yeah, I do think that's interesting. In my, in my opinion, I really like Un Poco Loco from this movie. I feel like it gets a little, I think it gets less credit. Than, You're right. That one's fun, too. It's Yeah, it's very upbeat. And I feel like it's odd that that kind of upbeat song doesn't get more credit. But I guess we'll see if it's on this list as well later on. Number four is Beyond the Sea from Finding Nemo. Beyond the Sea was a swinging love song created in 1945 by Jack Lawrence. It was re-recorded several times and used in multiple movies, including Finding Nemo. The credits of this Pixar film feature a slow, jazzy version of the track recorded by Robbie Williams, not Robin Williams, Robbie Williams, being that its lyrics are about sailing the ocean and journeying, no song was more fitting to close out Finding Nemo. The warm horns, plucky piano, and violins are hard to forget. Here is a little clip. the sea somewhere waiting for me my lover stands on golden sands 
Sam watches the ships that go sailing somewhere behind the sea. She's there watching for me. If I could fly like birds on high, then straight to her arms I'll go sailing. It's far beyond the stars. It's near beyond the moon. I know beyond a doubt, my heart. Just like before, happy we'll be beyond the sea, and never again I'll go sea. Wow, and I love how later on in that song it even goes on to be a full-on big band. It's like a full big band section devoted to just the instruments, and it sounds great. And I love the subtlety of its. I think it's East Coast swing that really lays it back, like Count Basie, if anyone knows that <laughs> kind of that style. But just really like trying to lay it back even further than just regular swing. Kaylee, what do you think? It's jazz influenced again, and so I think it's interesting that jazz is so prominent. Like people like to listen to it. Obviously, if it made this list, so many of the pieces are jazz influenced, but that's not necessarily what people listen to today. If that makes sense. So yeah. I think it's interesting that it's so popular, but people are like, jazz is old. It's not, though. You know, I really I really like how people will over overlook how many of the songs they listen to today are influenced by jazz. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, if you don't have a musical education, you really don't know how much of it stemmed from that. Moving on to number three on the list is Life is a Highway from Cars. Life is a Highway started out as, as a song created by Tom Cochran in 1991. However, the tune gained new popularity after the country band Rascal Flatts put their own spin on it for Cars in 2006. The lyrics match the montage comparing life to traveling down a road. This version won the Favorite Song from a Movie Award at 33rd People's Choice Award. Here is a little clip. Oh, 
I love this version of the song and it kind of it's a blessing and a curse because it'll come on the radio now and it'll it'll be kind of disappointing to me because I'll get excited to listen to this song only to have my dreams crushed as I find out it is the original Tom Cochran version and I thank him for writing this song but it's it's never going to be the Rascal Flatts version it's just the Rascal Flatts version to me is so much better in every way yeah I agree the original it's not that like the original band has a bad voice I just think I prefer Rascal Flatts voice for this song because it just seems to fit very well. But I think it's interesting because I don't really even listen to country. Like, I'm not somebody who's ever really listened to that genre, but this song, I'll listen to every time. Yeah, and with Tom Cochran, he actually had a lot of inflections that I just didn't didn't really like. The song seems a little bit bouncy for what it's supposed to be. Ah, that makes sense. The original one does, to me at least. Yeah, Rascal Flatts version is very steady. Yeah. Like a drive, which makes sense. Yes, instead it, it, of like up and down. The number two ranked Pixar song is You Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story. This is probably Randy Newman's most popular Pixar hit. This theme song first established Andy and Woody's bond in Toy Story. It is later used in Toy Story 3 during the opening credits to show Andy's friendship with Woody slowly fading as he grows older. This same feeling is created once again in Toy Story 4 with the tune playing as Bonnie begins to choose other toys over Woody. Also, Wheezy pulls out a jazzy version of the song at the end of Toy Story 2, and Buzz and Jesse dance to a Spanish rendition at the end of Toy Story 3. Disney used this song a lot for good reason because it is a good one. Here is a small clip. I really think it's crazy that they've used this song. I didn't realize they used it in every single Toy Story. I thought they would have omitted it from at least one of them at this point. But they've they slipped in the Spanish version into Toy Story 3. I think that's how they got past me on it. And I completely... I thought Wheezy had a different song, so I completely forgot 
that he had sang this song at the end of that. That's interesting that you forgot that because that's what he sings at the end of the Slinky Dog Dash ride. Like Wheezy's at the end singing that. I thought they recorded that version of it for the ride. Ah, yeah, no, that's at the end when he gets his squeaker back and he's all pumped. (laughs) Because I I remember him dancing with the little mic. I just thought he had sang a different song for Toy Story 2. Yeah, but again, the Spanish rendition obviously like has that vibe to it and the words are in Spanish. And I think it's cool that they did that. But both the original version and the Toy Story 2 version are jazz. So Randy Newman's just a jazz guy. Yeah, he he. It's hard to st- to stray too far from your roots. That's true, but he manages to do it well and stretch it just enough that it's like fresh. It's different enough to be interesting. Moving on to the number one ranked Pixar song. Drum roll, please. When she loved me from Toy Story Two. No other song in any Pixar movie is quite as sad and heartfelt as When She Loved Me from Toy Story Two, sung by Sarah McLaughlin. The song describes the close bond between Jesse and her owner, Emily, that slowly wears as Emily grows older. Plays over a montage that reveals Jesse's backstory as she details to Woody the old life she longs for. The pop song is tender, heartbreaking, and sweet. It is backed by slow piano, soft strings, the nostalgia factor is real, and has probably left you crying over pieces of plastic more than once. Here is a clip of When She Loved Me. Every hour we 
This song is, it's interesting because it's not like the other ones on the list, as in it's raw. Like there's not a lot going on. There's basic strings, piano, and vocal. That's it. The only other song that really gets close to this raw and emotional to me would be Remember Me. Yeah. But even that is still, there's more going on with, I I feel like the guitar helps cover up more than just, it's just her and a piano and it's very soft. So I feel like it's it's a lot more raw in this song. Yeah, I think it's the same kind of concept that they created a story to. Not that Remember Me doesn't, but they show a montage while this song is playing, which is very emotional, as we all know from Up. Like, the beginning montage is, that didn't even need words, and we were all dead. Yeah, that so, really, that, that kind of gets me every time. Yeah, but I think it's interesting because... This song is the top spot, but Randy Newman dominated most of this list. Yeah, I would definitely I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> Hard to deny. Well, it was fun walking down memory lane with you all. And so if you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you would like to book a trip or just want a free quote, text us at 636-373-4497 or contact us at Vicky, V-I-C-K-I-E dot black at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our Twitter account at Pod. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish out the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, Joey, I think it's about that time. Pixie dust. No capes. Have Have a a magical magical day, day, my friends. friends.